Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. Walker location. Learn more at maxiwalker.com slash UCB. You're listening to The Big Party Show on Omaha's number one hit music station. All right, good morning, 801. You're high today. Looks like it's going to lay in the 30s, the lower 30s at that. All right, we're sitting there now. It's going to stay there. Our next guest is Nicholas Sparks. He's an American writer and novelist whose 18th novel, See Me, is out in stores. And uh, he's had 11 movies. 11 movies wow. based on his books. He's grossed almost $900 million worldwide on those 11 movies. Movies uh, that we love, like The Notebook, Message in a Bottle, Walk to Remember, love the Nights in Rodante, The Guardian, The Wedding, yeah. uh, Dear John was a big one, uh-huh. The Lucky One, and uh, the latest movie is out. It's called The Choice. It's yep. coming out in February. You bet. And we got him right here. Nicholas, how you doing, bud? I am doing really well. How are all of you? Good. Doing well, thanks. Good. You're calling Omaha right now, and uh, we know that you're from Omaha. You make it here very often, or...? I, I still have family in that area, and I probably make it out on a book tour out that way once every four or five years. And by family, I mean like cousins, distant second, third cousins and things like that. Most of my family ended up moving to California. My parents met at Creighton University. They were married oh. and had a couple of kids right off. But my dad ended up uh, being a professor out in California at, at uh, one of the in the California State University system. So... But I moved back to Nebraska when I was like, I don't know, third grade. Lived in Grand Island, too. Really? Wow. That's cool. pretty cool. That's pretty cool. <laughs> and you're so ca- a Catholic guy, Catholic uh, kid, went on to Notre, Notre Dame. Is that correct? Hello. Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Yeah. Uh, you no- uh, went on to Notre Dame. Is that correct? Yeah, I went to Notre Dame. Um, and it was a really good, uh, good experience. Uh, I was glad I ended up... Uh, Choosing that university, I was a track and field athlete, and I had scholarship offers at a bunch of different places. But it ended up being a, a good choice, if only because I think it led me into becoming an author, right? I wrote my first novel after my freshman year and wrote a second novel my senior year, had a couple of fabulous professors along the way. And I don't know who I would have been had I not actually gone to Notre Dame and uh, given writing a whirl. Okay. Now, do, do people come up to you and credit you for them, like, falling in love? Do you meet couples that say, we totally, you know, went to one of your <laughs> yeah. movies or we read your book? I, and Absolutely. I have, I get invited to, I don't know, 20 weddings a year of pe- from people I don't know. I have, yeah, I've seen wedding photos, people mimicking the outfits worn in the notebook. They did their pre-wedding photos dressed like Ryan and Rachel and... Uh, oh, yeah. It's uh, it's really quite extraordinary. And I think it, what's most interesting, though, is it's not always the notebook. Some people are, they'll come up and say, gosh, my story was just like Knights and Rodanthe, or especially where I live now in North Carolina, I get a lot of people who, who say, boy, there were a lot of similarities with uh, Dear John or The Lucky One, both of which had military characters. So it's always interesting to see which novels, you know, are most meaningful to which people and why. And it's one of the reasons why I still tour because 
it's really the only chance I get to ask people face to face about that. Where does all these? Uh, where does all this come from inside? Like the notebook and everything, and, and all the love. Oh no, I get asked that question. I don't know. You know, I think I I don't know. I mean, like. <laughs> I think I work, you know, I, I sit down and when I start to come, try to conceive of ideas, like I, they just come. I wish I knew. And that's probably the scariest thing about writing for me is because I don't know where the ideas come from. And I don't think any author can, can answer that question. We all have our processes and things that we, you know, ways that we try to find answers if we ever get stuck. And those can vary from author to author. But where that creative stuff comes from i honest and truly have no idea i mean that's i sit down and say i i i'm right now today for instance you know i'll be working on an hbo pilot and all i know is that i'll come up with something but i have no <laughs> idea what it is as i talk to you i have no idea what it is it's so scary <laughs> that's great the blank screen it's so scary well we could cre- we could credit uh, yeah. miley cyrus and liam hemsworth falling in love uh, when you did the movie with them, and it seems like she's still writing. Right on set, sure. I mean, I've witnessed it all in the in the course of all of these films. I've seen actors launch their careers. I've seen, yeah, I've worked with Paul Newman toward the end of his career. I've seen people fall in love, and yeah, it's been a lot of fun being on set. You know, we had uh, a wonderful experience uh, filming The Choice, partly because it was filmed by my relatively close to my home so i got to go over there a lot had a great vibe on set and just such terrific chemistry between ben walker and Teresa palmer and you know there's a film coming out in february and it's it's really good i, I think especially right now with all the craziness in the world and san bernardino you know thinking hey why don't we all just give love a chance right why don't we go escape and have a great valentine's movie and look, have something to really look forward to well i wrote you every day oh Oh. <laughs> we got For a Nick- whole year. Yeah. Right. We got yeah. Nick- Nick- Nicholas yeah. Sparks. It's funny. I think the the line I get asked to sign most of the time when I sign books through my foundation and they ask for the notebook is it's if I'm a bird, you're a bird. I have to write that at least. Five oh, <laughs> I love it. Now, when you wrote the, these lines on the page, did you think to yourself, did you set back and go, wow, like, boom, there's a line. Like, why didn't you write, I wrote oh, you every day. Did you I cry? Mean, <laughs> kinds of things, you just, you hope the actors deliver them right. That's what you think. Because you know, otherwise it can sound very, you know, wrong. Yeah, not good. It won't, it, it won't work at all. The way they did it. Came across perfectly. Okay, we have Nicholas Sparks on the phone. Uh, Nicholas, have you ever cried while watching one of your movies? Ooh, have I ever cried while watching one? No, I have, I have not. Uh, I, but now, when writing a couple, it's been pretty emotional at times because some of the earlier novels, especially, were drawn from from real life events. And and when I had to write something like Three Weeks with My Brother, which was a memoir, and like everybody, nobody's life is immune from, you know, sadness or bad things. You know, I lost my mother and father at a relatively young age. I lost my younger sister to a brain tumor. And so it was a story about brotherhood and how it can help you get through all these times. But in the process of writing that that nonfiction book, and when I think came out in 2003, I had to relive all of those experiences. Jeez. That was pretty tough um, because I wanted to make tough. it re- as real for the reader as it had been for me. And, and that was tough. 
And a walk to remember is, is is the loss of your sister. Like you've taken these painful moments and really kind of put them into something beautiful. So uh, good on you. Yeah, right. You know, walk to remember, of course, was uh, really uh, uh, inspired. Uh, by my sister, right? My sister, in many ways, was was Jamie Sullivan, and you know, as the years have gone on, you know, you 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 begin to. I guess I've gone more towards theme than really drawing from personal family things or people. You know, actually, stories that you know were modified into fiction from my own life, and you get to something like See Me, which is a little bit different than anything I've done, and and even though it wasn't drawn from family, I think it's a novel that. You know, it's a novel that I'm very proud to have written, right? Went straight to number one, and, you know, it's got a great love story in it, but it devolved into this great, twisty mystery thriller, like something Harlan Coben would write. And those are often, often, you know, I find myself in the mood to read something like that. And I wanted to see if I could blend the two in a way that had never been done before. And I was, I'm really excited with how well Seamy's doing. It's getting some of the best reviews I've ever had. And people, you know, Barnes and Noble or Amazon reader reviews love it. And, yeah, it's fun. Simi is your 18th novel. Eleven have been turned into movies. What's the next? Obviously, you've got the film uh, coming out, The Choice. What's the next book? Is there a, a book uh, that's going to be turned into a movie next? novel right now, and it'll be out next fall. I do not have a title for it. No, I can't tell you anything about it other than, <laughs> ah, yeah, there's a love story. Yeah, it'll be set in North Carolina. Okay. So, well, but put- other than that... No, I think uh, it, it'll be different than things that I've done before, but I've tried to do that with every novel. Um, as far as film, uh, I think The Guardian, which is a, a film we're currently working on the screenplay, I think that's actually going to be next in the queue. And then uh, I may go back to See Me. I think that might be the third one, but we haven't started production in any way on that one yet. We're still getting ready. We're ramping up for promotion for the choice and then you know, finalizing the script for The Guardian, and then we'll turn to the next one. Okay, anyway, Nicholas Sparks on, on, on the show. Uh, does your wife find you romantic, Nicholas? Well, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, when you saying the bar, the bar's going to be high <laughs> for you. Yeah, well, at times, right? You know, I, you know my wife and I, we're, 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 we're divorced, right? And, and uh, oh. we got divorced um, you know, a few months ago. Um, oh, we were married for a long time. It's okay. It's it's okay. It's a, marry her again. Take that same journey again. You know, it, it's, it was. We still have a, a very good relationship. We're still good friends. It's just it's that. So I guess the answer right now would be I guess not. <laughs> yeah, he's like. I'm just thinking, oh, there could be a book know, out of that. Uh, be the happiest uh, times of my life were uh, were with her, and so that's um, awesome. It's a journey I. Gladly take again. Okay. Hey, Nicholas, uh, we got to go here, and I know you do too, but uh, I'll put this in the head. Maybe this will spark some, uh, maybe another novel of yours. A radio DJ falls in love with a, uh, like a Tinder bot of some sort Rocker. and finds out it's just a, just a robot. <laughs> yeah? Now that's uh, first, I like the pun. It'll spark some right. interest. Uh-huh. Exactly. Uh-huh. Okay, so oh that's going to start with. I think that was probably the best thing about what you said. <laughs> um, and then that then it ended. Then it yeah, went I, downhill I really fast after that. Yeah, I think you know other authors might uh, be a little bit better at okay. that than I might be. The DJ part definitely. Now I could actually. Yeah, I try to write novels or, or make films like The Choice with with characters and pe- populated by people that you know people recognize. So DJ, that's actually something I have not done. Okay, that is some, 
I actually am very open to. All right, Nicholas, we got to let you go. Happy holidays, and we hope to see you back in Omaha. Maybe you'll come back and meet a nice Omaha girl. Uh, Nicholas Sparks, the movie The Choice, comes out in February. Uh, See Me, the book, is in uh, stores stores now. now, and you can uh, get it as a gift for Christmas. Why not? Uh, It's a great book. So, hey, Nicholas, thanks for checking in with us. We'll talk to you soon. Happy holidays, my friend. All right, take care. All right, Cammie, how are the roads real fast? Nicholas Sparks of The Notebook. Yes, I know how crazy is that. Nicholas Sparks. I wrote you every day. (laughs) All right, uh, Cammie, what's up out there? Well, we're still busy as far as your volume goes, and a couple of accidents being cleaned up. Northbound 192nd approaching Pacific, Northwest Radio Highway in Izzard, and you've got that wreck being cleaned up at 25th and Hogantown. That's south of Cornhusker. Now, 144th and Laramore, traffic lights malfunctioning. Sounds like police on the scene helping you get through, so bring your patience. The support is brought to you by Woodhouse Auto Family. Over 5,000 new and pre-owned vehicles to choose from online at woodhouse.com. I'm Cammy Carlisle. That's your traffic update on the Big Party Morning Show on Channel 94.1. All right, thank you, Cammy. Oh, who's that? Right. Poor Nicholas Sparks. <laughs> well, because here, here's what I just kept wondering. I just kept wondering. I'm like, I bet you it's like every marriage where... Whatever you do when people think you're a big deal, it's like right. your wife or girlfriend on the sideline is like, yeah, really, he's not that big of a deal. Right. You know what I mean? Like if people come up and they're like, party, you're so funny. You know, Wileen's sort of like, he's not that funny. He's not that funny at all. Yeah. So I'm saying I can just imagine his wife being like, he's not that romantic. <laughs> not at all. You didn't realize that it was like, yes, as a matter of fact, three months ago she dubbed me. <laughs> she left me due to the fact that uh, I could apparently translate romance onto the page, but not into <laughs> real life. That's terrible. Oh, my God. All right. News headlines. Molly, do you have anything uh, crazy out there? All right. The uh, Republican presidential candidates trying to stand out from the crowd. Uh, Last night was the debate. It was the last one of 2015, you know, seven weeks until the Iowa caucuses. The big highlights, uh, Florida Governor Jeb Bush came out swinging at uh, frontrunner Donald Trump calling him a chaos candidate who would be a chaos president. And Bush said that Trump's proposal to bar Muslims from entering the U.S. is unworkable, not serious. The two people that were fighting the most probably were uh, Senator Rubio and Senator Cruz. Um, but today in Omaha, uh, election stuff happening here. The Democratic frontrunner Hillary Clinton she is going to be speaking at the Sokol Arena near 13th and Martha alongside uh, billionaire investor Warren Buffett. Starts at 11.15 this morning. Doors open at 9. Hey, did you guys watch the debates last night? No, I missed them last right, night. So during all of the Republican debates, the yeah. ad has been airing for that Benghazi movie, 13 Hours. Have uh-huh. you seen the trailer for it? Yes. I think it's Michael Bay. It looks like Black okay. Hawk Down. Right. Um, that's Chris Peranto, who's an Omaha guy, who's one of the, the main guys, uh, plays Tonto. He's okay. in the movie. One of the main guys plays Tonto. He's one of the actual operators that was in there okay. on the ground, shooting it up, went to rescue those guys in the uh. annex and fought it out. Uh, but Peranto right now is interviewed in the latest issue of Maxim Magazine, right on the cover. Uh, the story of 13 Hours is in Maxim, and they interview Chris Peranto. Every time he comes back from being in the field, uh, they say he goes to a Target Starbucks in Omaha. Really? And I wonder which one. Is it the 72nd like one? Like, he comes right from the airport after being out in the field, all kinds yeah. of crazy stuff, and he says he's got to decompress. And he goes to and Target. And he goes to a Target um, Starbucks, Starbucks in Omaha, Nebraska. In the interview, he was in Omaha, sitting at Starbucks. Really? Wow. But anyway, it's cover maximum. I'm just wondering if Tonto will show up at uh, the Hillary thing today. Possibly. And be like, what difference does it make? <laughs> and then sees him in the background. What the... Starbucks. He's yeah. looking at Starbucks. Yeah, in his hand. <laughs> Decompressing. 
to go cut. But that's a neat story. Wow. So, like, we always love the Omaha themes, but when you see the trailers for that movie, 13 Hours, now that's a, a local boy that was in the middle of that firefight. Well, Americans could be learning today whether the Federal Reserve is going to be raising interest rates for the first time in nearly a decade. Uh, this is going to be later today. The federal funds rate has been at a rock bottom zero to a quarter percent since late 2008. It was a move to prevent a market panic after that Lehman Brothers declared bankruptcy and the AIG needed a massive bailout. So the interest rate announcement is supposed to come at 1 o'clock this afternoon. Too big to fail. Mm-hmm. Or not. How many things anymore are now too big to fail? So much. Wouldn't that be great to have that fallback? Yeah, it's too, too big, big to, to fail. fail. Too big to fail. This show is too big to fail. That movie, The Big Short, is going to be hitting Too big theaters. to fail. On, when it, yeah, when's that come out? Christmas. I can't huh. wait. It's out. Uh, there's limited release. It's out in other markets, but really? here locally, Christmas. And yeah. it's got uh, oh. the boy from the Notebook. Oh, R- Ryan. Ryan, Ryan Gosling is in the Big Short. Ryan. Yeah. I'm first name with him, by the way. Ryan Gosling? No, I'm kidding. I was say, in yeah. your in what? your fantasy world. I just think it would be great if Nicholas Sparks and all of his relationships in the middle of fights if he dropped lines from his books and movies. He's <laughs> like, I know that's from your movie, Nick. Wouldn't you? I would try and wind it in there into stuff. Like, if you're a bird, I'm a bird. She's like, it's not going to work. Just See, you know, take out the garbage. Which one was, <laughs> okay. if you're a bird, I'm a bird? What was that from? Is that from the notebook? I don't know. I didn't know either. I think it is. Um, from Wouldn't her. that be great, Milo, right in the middle of a fight? It has nothing to do with anything, and I, go, bird, yeah, and I just go, I wrote you every day. Well, write this on your hand so you can remember it. Take out the trash. <laughs> now. Tired of asking, Nick. Why didn't you take out the trash? And I go, I wrote you every day. That doesn't even mean anything. I've got the white shirt on. Ah! It's wet, like it's been raining. You just went to the but we're in the living room. But we're in the living room. You're like, why are you wet? <laughs> I just wanted to make it point. <laughs> I wrote you every day. Uh, she's like, just pick up your shoes. I'm tired of tripping on them every time I walk in the back door. They're, we have a mud room for a reason. You're a famous GD author, for Lord's sake. <laughs> Go pick up your shoes or hire someone who will. I'm tired of talking about it. <laughs> Life's becoming real. Real. Uh, the number of holiday travelers this year will top a whopping 100 million for the first time ever. They're saying that uh, incomes bouncing back after the recession, low gas prices this holiday season are helping everybody make that choice. How do you guys guys flip that coin in your household? Because you're flying back, uh, your husband is driving, but it seems like usually you drive and he flies. Yes. Well, this year, the way the diaper drive, because of the calendar, the diaper drive's later than it normally is. Yeah, because in the past, it uh, would have been last weekend. Yes. Yeah. So usually I fly in for the diaper drive, I fly back out, and then I drive in with my family. But the way it's working this year, because the diaper drive is this weekend, the 18th, 19th, and 20th, out at Linden Market High V, um, it is uh, such that it would be silly for me to fly back only okay. to hop into Otherwise, a car. Otherwise, you would have gotten. Right. To, you would have gotten. You would have had to drive. So the kids get to fly. No. Oh, see, they don't like that, do they? Don't you say the kids Declan's are always... getting all... De- Declan got a taste of sweet, sweet air travel, and now he Now he, he is, loves it, doesn't now he? Now he's like, why are we driving? Driving takes so long. 
When we could go to the airport where there are dinosaur bones and I get to eat pretzels. And it's exciting. You get to take a ride. Yeah. In an airplane. I know. I would love to fly. Well, and I'm jealous because um, I flew with him when he was a baby. But, mm-hmm. I mean, he doesn't remember that. But no. in recent memory, it's only my husband that's gotten to fly with him. And I'm like, man, I want to be next to him when he's all geeked up and excited about... You know, oh, so you've never flown with the, uh-uh. with, the with the older boy with with big uh, with yeah um, like aware Declan and then uh, he keeps rubbing it in his sister's face. You've never flown in a plane, Mara. I have flown. I was like, she flew one time. She doesn't remember, but she flew once. She's like, yeah, I flew that one time. I remember. She was a baby. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Nobody knows. But everybody's going to be traveling this year. It yeah. sounds like everybody's going home for the holidays. The gas prices, the cheap airlines. Uh, tickets, getting everybody moving. That is your celebrity. I mean, that's your news update on Oman's number one hit music station, Channel 941. All right, we got 30s. Thanks, thanks again to Nicholas Sparks. Uh, the uh, the movie The Choice. It's got Ben Walker who played um, Abe Lincoln and Abe Lincoln Vampire Hunter. Yes. Remember that face? Yes, I do. And the really cute girl from the movie Warm Bodies, the you zombie bet. comedy. Uh, Teresa Palmer. The Choice comes out in February, and then he's got that book, See Me, which is in stores right now. You betcha. All right, 821. You're listening to The Big Party Show on Omaha's number one hit music station. Channel 94.1. It's time to collect diapers and we need your help. The Channel 94.1 Diaper Drive is back for its 13th year and our success depends on you. Collecting diapers is an annual tradition for many families, businesses, schools, churches, and organizations. And we would appreciate your support too. You're listening to The Big Party Show on Omaha's number one hit music station. Channel 94.1. Good morning. Hey, yeah. 8.30. Your high day going to be in the 30s. Lower 30s today. Same deal tomorrow. It's going to be super windy. We're going to see mid-40s to upper 40s on the weekend. That's good news. Hello, who's this? This is Jill. Hi, how are you? I'm good. How are you? Good. What can we do for you? Well, I would like to donate some dri- some diapers for the diaper drive, but I won't be around this weekend, so I was wondering if I could bring them to the studio. Hmm. Why not? How many you got? Um, I'm going to get two boxes. Okay. I think that'll be fine. Yeah, yeah, that should be good. Yeah. Thank we you. Don't, we don't want to get too out of control, because no. like, there was a yeah. time when we had people bring... Oh the my diapers gosh, to that? the build like the first few years, mm-hmm. and we basically filled the building. All the halls oh, on both oh, both sides of the halls were stacked to the ceiling with diapers it was and the studio. And so what we would do is people would bring the diapers to the radio station, would fill the building, and then someone would bring a truck and would have to take them all out of the building and put them in the truck. And then take and it, it took the... us like three or four years for someone to go. Why are we doing this? Why don't we remove the middleman and put them right in, in the, the truck? Because we got to go take what? this truck anyway and unload it down at uh, yeah. So so Why are we overworking ourselves? Right. right. You bet. But we'll make an exception for you. Yes, ma'am. My dear. We're in the uh, KMTV building off of 108th and Mockingbird Drive. Okay. Awesome. Hey, uh, what, have you uh, done this before, the diaper drive? No, I have not. My first timer. Oh, really? What uh, sparked, what, what got your interest to, to do it this year? Just all the stories you guys put on the radio. And it's nice to give back okay, to the cool. community. Well, thank you so well, thank much you. for your thank help. You. We appreciate it. We hope it's a, a yearly thing uh, that yes. can help us out. So Cool annual well, tradition. Okay, thank you. Take care. Enjoy we'll your weekend. Soon. All right, Diaper Drive. This weekend starts Friday morning uh, early, early, and it goes all the way till Sunday at 6. So you got plenty of opportunity to stop by 
uh, not the station, but over on 132nd and Dodge at the Linden Market High V parking lot uh, to drop off your diapers. Um, and it's all, of course, for a good cause. It's for the women and children of the Lithia House. Um, 97% is what Rotten Tomatoes is giving the new Star Wars. Now, obviously, this is early. 97% is pretty good. Yeah, that's pretty up there. I mean, that's like near, darn near perfect. Well, so I don't know of any other. Has there been a, a 90? I'm sure there's been a 99%. Oh, yeah, there's I lots guess. of 99 Sure, yeah. The, okay. big, the big short, the movie we were talking about, Too Big that's to Fail, 99. that's got a 97% right now. Creed has a 93%. Um, Bridge of Spies, 91 Brooklyn with Sarsarnan, that's got a 98 Georgia. Oh, yeah, she's so pretty. Um, oh the Martian had a 93%. So the purity of the Rotten Tomatoes isn't probably what it used to be, but um, they've come a long way. Remember how bad movie reviews are in the paper when they'd always be like the same people, the guy from People Magazine gives the 10 stars or whatever. You know, they're all bought and sold. Right. So the idea of Rotten Tomatoes was let's start keeping real movie reviewers honest yeah. by letting random like college newspaper directors basically it's just the math they take every review okay and it's just the aggregate the math of pseudo vetted critics versus audience share so there's always two grades it's the critics and the audience okay all right um but it's getting a 97 97's not bad though well yeah i'm excited it's actually well, really good. yeah 97 would mean good unless it was a scale from 100 to 1 going backwards it's right <laughs> It's stupid looking at the amount of the amount of showings that start tomorrow night in each one of the theaters. And how late they go, Jeff. They go to four in the morning. And it's three D, it's standard and IMAX. And a lot of the theaters there's three different choices. Standard, three D or IMAX if you've got an IMAX. Otherwise most of them are three D and standard and it is like fifteen, twenty showings per night. Are you, you gonna try to go? It. Are you gonna try to go, Jeff? This weekend? I will see the movie. I'm not going to see this weekend. We have the diaper drive, man. Okay. I got my eyes on the diaper drive prize. All right. I like the diaper drive prize. Okay. 835. We got uh, 30s today, lower 30s, and tomorrow as well. All right. We got celebrity news coming up. Molly? Uh, It's interesting. House of Cards debuted a promo last night. We'll tell you the details on that. They kept airing it during the debates. Yeah. It's really funny. So they, they made it look like a real political ad. It was pretty cool. We'll talk about that coming up next. You're listening to The Big Party Show on Omaha's number one hit music station. Show 94.1. From holiday parties. It's so wonderful to see you. To tables set with all the trimmings. This looks wonderful. The holidays are a wonderful...
like we're going to be in the lower 30s today. It's going to stay. Wind gusts. Tomorrow, 33. Right now, mid-30s. All right. Uh, celebrity news, Molly. What's going down? So, House of Cards. Uh, the marketing team at Netflix, man, they had a little fun last night during the Republican presidential debate. They uh, did a little tongue-in-cheek campaign ad for Frank Underwood. Uh, it would open up with uh, shots of soldiers hugging their families, kids running through a field, waving American flags. It was a 30-second spot that ends with Kevin Spacey. A lot of, um, there are a lot of real political ads sometimes right. during the debate. So. so it was kind of like it mixed in. Um, and it was Underwood sitting in the Oval Office and telling the camera, America, I'm only getting started. So uh, looks like House of Cards is going to be coming back for its fourth season uh, March 4th. Which I, I imagine it'll see. I I did not get to watch the whole third season. I, oh, you didn't? No, I stalled out because I was shamed for not waiting. I had moved ahead on uh, previous seasons from my husband. And so he was like, let's watch it together. I was like, okay. House of Cards was, is at its best in the first season. First, I se- agree. First season, second season, pretty good. Um, it's still really enjoyable. His character is really likable. Yeah. It gets a little difficult to believe. I know. The president of the United States is a murderer. A little. Even though we already had some of them in the Clintons. What? What? Uh, so the House of Cards coming back season four, March 4th. His wife walked out Brian. on him, so I don't know how he's going to. Isn't he I mean, bi? Could you imagine that would be difficult, right? If you're, if the wife. The first lady. Imagine the first lady walks out on the president. I'm out. Yeah. Going through a split. We'll see. Frank always comes out on top. He can always turn it around. Uh, Nick Jonas and Macklemore and Ryan Lewis have been added to the lineup for Dick Clark's New Year's Rockin' Eve. It'll once again be hosted by Ryan Seacrest. It'll air on ABC on uh, December 31st, New Year's Eve. Uh, Jonas and Macklemore are the final artists to round out the uh, the lineup. It's going to have Ellie Goulding, One Direction, Five Seconds of Summer, and uh, Dance which is fronted by uh, Nick's brother, Joe Jonas. So it's uh, Nick Jonas and Joe Jonas are all going to be out there. Um, Seacrest isn't going to emcee the show. It's happening at Times Square. Fergie will host so the said, L.A. party. You said all the Jonases or just two of the Jonases? Just two of them. So Nick Jonas is performing and then Joe Jonas's band. Dance. I feel like you should invite, shouldn't you invite the third brother? Kevin? Yeah, you'd think so, right? He's going to be like, sitting there all by himself watching with his, with his, wife, with his wife going, James. man. And she's going to be like, you're not a big deal. He's like, anyway, yeah, you know what? She'd be day. saying that anyway. <laughs> you know what? The other two would go home to their wives and they'd be like, you're not a big deal. Uh, Take out the trash. You complete me, honey. Uh, One Direction joined James Corden for the latest segment of Carpool Karaoke. It was last night. Uh, They harmonized with the Late Late Show host and did their best impression of a proper boy band. Um, They sang along to their breakthrough single, What Makes You Beautiful. And then um, James Corden asked the guys uh, if, uh, you know, like he instructed the boys in a lesson of harmonizing. Which is kind of funny because, I mean, they, they do a good job. So then Corden suggested that they all wear denim shirts and do a borderline naughty choreographed dance to the foursome song, No Control. So He, uh, he really loves singing in uh, cars. Uh-huh. Uh, the end of the year, uh, so YouTube put out a year in reflection video. Have you guys seen it? It's uh-uh. pretty nuts. It's all the YouTube stars, all the YouTube celebrities. And w- one of the big themes is they show a big school bus 
rolling through the desert, smoke blowing off it, and then hanging out the window are a ton of YouTube stars. Everybody's singing and dancing. It's this big production number. And then the helicopter shot comes around to the front of the bus, and James Corden's driving it. Of course. And he's singing along. Hands off the wheel. Why drive the bus or ride the bus so you can drive it? Wow. Mr. Fabulous. Driving the bus. Uh, and uh, Goldie Hawn, Bette Midler, and Diane Keaton, they are reuniting for a Netflix movie. Uh, fans of the first Wives Club will uh, be excited about this. They are coming back uh, to, to do a, a first Wives Club 2, uh, Diva Nation. It'll be a comedy about the three members of the once popular singing group that is forced to reconnect after an ugly split 30 years of not speaking to one another. So it's not like a First Wives Club reboot, but it's all the same ladies coming back together. Everybody loves it. Uh, they noted that it's been about 20 years since uh, Goldie Hawn, Bette Midler, and Diane Keaton appeared on screen together. Did, did you see that movie? I don't think I ever saw it. First Wives Club? Oh, I loved it. I didn't either. I haven't seen it. it- it's really it good. It's a comedy. Oh, it's about okay. these women and, you know, the different ways. Oh, that... they all got turned over, like midlife crisis, <laughs> right. right? Their oh. husbands yeah. uh, divorced them, stepped out on them yep. for something younger and shinier. Yep. And then they started this club. Yeah, so they were, okay. they were girlfriends in college. Uh, and one of their friends um, uh, <clears throat> it writes them all a letter. Like, the four of them lost touch over the years or whatever. And they were four girlfriends. They were really tight. And one of them, um, her husband's cheating on her, and she commits suicide. And they're all like, oh, my God. And they all reconnected her funeral. They're like, that's so sad. Like, this is going on. And, you know, this is the premise this. of the movie. Yeah, yeah. This is how they all get kindled back together. But then it turns so into what was the 30 something movie? Um, it's like the big chill, right? Big kind of kind big, of. Yeah. But, but this is like this is but it's full on comedy. So then Goldie Hawn is this big movie star now. And her husband's like this big time director who's cheating on her with like a younger version of her. And so she wants to take him to the cleaners. And, like, Bette Midler's husband's, like, this gross, you know, like, furniture salesman. She's, like, you know, and he's fallen in love with a young gal. And then Diane Keaton's husband's having an affair with, like, their marriage counselor. And so it's just interesting. Like, they all, but they're all, it's, so it's the first, they, they reunite together and uh, form this first wives club to get back. Let's get with Nicholas Sparks <laughs> and write the screenplay for the first husband's club. Right, Ooh. the guys so get, get tracked, thrown over, and it's the three guys, and they got uh, dumped by their wives. They were used as a starter husband. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you don't want them dumped, though. Don't you kind of want them cheating or something like no. swingers club? No, not a swingers, but a. But maybe this could no, be like for the guys got, that get like dumped. The guy, it's the first husbands club. It's the flip. Okay. No, it's not tracking. Yeah, he don't. He doesn't. He's well, not it's like, too much like the first wives club. <laughs> <laughs> but it's guys. But it's dudes. That's, That's the deal. <laughs> that is your celebrity news update on Omaha's number one hit music station, Channel 94.1. All right. It's 8.50. We got 30s for your high today and uh, mid-30s tomorrow. All right. It's uh, mid-30s right now. You're listening to The Big Party Show on Omaha's number one hit music station. of sinus pressure, congestion, and pain? Want to feel better? See a Nebraska Medicine ear, nose, and throat specialist. And now, weekday appointments are available with an ENT within 24 hours. So call 888-898-8662. That's 888-898-8662. And get better. Nebraska Medicine. Serious medicine. Look around. You can find cars like these on Auto Trader. 
New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented, they'll be on Auto Trader. Just you wait. Auto Trader.